Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we're here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. Don't want to wait until Monday for the next episode of Motivated? You can hear it three days early on the TuneIn app. Download TuneIn today and listen for free. Hey guys, so today we're here talking about healthy weight gain. And I'm going to learn a lot today because having to try to gain weight has never been an issue for me. It's always been kind of effortless. <laughs> so I'm joined by two great guests, Faith Perez, personal trainer and competitive bodybuilder. You just finished your first competition. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. And nutritionist Heidi Skolnick. Um, so this idea, this this topic actually came from a listener. So I want to give a shout out to her, Miriam Abdallah. Um, and she said, you know, I'm really naturally thin and I struggle to gain weight. Can you give me some guidance on healthy weight gain? And, you know, you everyone goes through life with their own perspective. And this was really eye opening for me because on this show, we focus a lot about weight loss. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's relevant for a lot of people. But then there are people who are struggling to gain weight in a healthy way, who are underweight or want to put on healthy muscle. Um, and so that's what we want to talk about today. Um, so I'm going to learn a lot because this is not something I know nothing about. So Heidi, uh, you know, I, the rules of losing weight, you cut your calories, increase cardio. Is the reverse automatically true if you want to gain healthy weight? Do you just up your calories and sit around <laughs> <laughs> well sitting around is never the goal right it, not if you want to be healthy and well um it is true that there's a lot of opposites when we talk about it but first let's just take a step back and recognize that for those who are trying to gain weight it's actually really difficult and frustrating and you're right so many of us think about weight loss weight loss weight loss it's hard to be that empathetic to somebody who's saying i just can't keep the weight on but for them, it is a real struggle. But but you would think, like, when someone says they're trying to lose weight, you're like, well, you're probably still eating too much or you're not getting enough exercise. Is is it a metabolic thing for people who are trying to gain weight? Does, does their body just burn through it too quickly or are they really just not eating enough? Um, well, both. One, it is true they might be sort of, you know, high burners. But what does that mean? Often when you look at it, there's, just like with weight loss, there's a lot of different reasons why you may and need to lose weight and sort of your approach where it's coming from. But for people who need to gain weight, it is true that often they get full very quickly as opposed to feeling like they never get full. Um, and they are under eating, but they don't think they're under eating. Uh, if you look closely, they often are. Other times it, it is that they just might really be hard gainers or they're very fit. Um, and then they're not keeping up with the amount that they're burning. But Exercise is crucial for weight gain as well, especially if you want it to be muscle and healthy weight. It's not going to all be health. I mean, people get a little, uh, you know, uh, overzealous about this idea of only muscle weight when you're putting on weight. You there's usually room to put on both muscle and fat. I mean, that's just normally how we put on weight. Um, the other thing that often I find with clients who who are trying to put on weight is. Again, the opposite of people who are stress eaters, like they're emotional eaters. When they get stressed, they overeat. And since there's a lot of stress in life, they overeat a lot and they have to begin to distinguish. 
for people who are trying to put on weight, when they get stressed, they don't eat. But they don't have room for that. And since life is stressful, you know, every week they might make a few advances and then they get stressed and then they're not eating. And so they yeah. lose the weight. I that had that, that experience for the first time in my life this summer. We were moving. There was a lot going on. And I was so stressed out. I wasn't eating and I lost like two or three pounds, not much effortlessly, which never happens. And I thought like, wow, well, I'd rather be stressed and losing weight than the, the opposite, which is stressed and gaining weight, which then stresses me out more. Yeah. Um, so Faith, you're an expert, if you will, on putting on muscle. Mm -hmm. So on muscle gains. So what is the prescription for that? If you want to put on muscle, how do you have to change your diet and how do you have to change your exercise routine? Well, I like flexible eating. So I do macronutrients. So basically it's calorie based. And I try to do a really high, high protein, maybe about 1.5 grams to two, 2 grams or so more than what my body weight is. So like that, I'm eating more protein so I could just build my muscle a little bit more. And also as far as exercise, I try to go heavier with less repetitions. So like how many reps do you aim? Like if you're trying to put on muscle, how many reps are you aiming for? I would for? go from 8 to 10, like 8 to 10 reps instead of doing like 15 if you're just trying to tone and burn. And then at 10, are you really struggling or? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's not yeah, 8 it's... to 10 kind of comfortably. You're no, pushing no, yourself. No. no. When you hit 6 or 7, you're already struggling, but you try to finish to about 8 to 10. If you could get to 10, perfect. If not, 8 is, is sufficient. And then mm -hmm. how, many, um, how many sets per whatever body group you're working on? I do about three sets. Okay. So mm -hmm. three sets, 8 to 10 reps, whatever yeah. weight that means for you. Exactly, yeah. And then when it gets easy or manageable or you get to 10 and it's no problem how much are you increasing your weight by how do you know how much to go up it depends it could be five pounds extra you know you just have to go with it and see how your body feels with the weight that you have in front of you mm -hmm. you don't want to go overly because then if you struggle in a three then you can't get to eight so then you know it's too too heavy so when you talk about my, the the macronutrients, um, and and Heidi, please feel free to jump in here. You know, you're talking about like your your breakdown of carbs, proteins, and, yes, fat, and fats, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going for high higher, higher protein. protein. But what about your calorie intake overall? I mean, how how much should people be looking to bring up their calorie intake to to gain weight? Well, I think we have to go back to the the practicality of it because it's it's great to sort of make recommendations, but to recognize again that for those people, the same way it'd be like when you're trying to lose weight to just say eat less. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Like, right. gee, I never thought of that. <laughs> right. Like, right. Sure. So it's it's often sort of behavioral and recognizing what happens for that person. So again, if somebody gets full easier, you can't. It's hard to just eat that much more. So it's it's more about, okay, so how do we look at your day? And for them, it's eating more often because there's only so much more they could eat at one time. So really making those snacks one important, which again, for people who are losing weight, they have snacks to help bridge the hunger gap so they don't get so hungry they overeat. In this case, you want to have those snacks because it's extra calories that you otherwise wouldn't consume. But it still sounds like and, the same kind of discipline and commitment totally. to, okay, I have to eat this because this, this right. is working towards my goal. And it's right, like when you said before, it is kind of the very opposite. Like if the if some of the tools that you have to lose weight are to um, use smaller plates, well, for somebody trying to gain weight, use a bigger plate because it will look like a smaller portion. If your goal is to maybe be think about portion around um, carbohydrates, starchy carbs, somebody who's trying to gain weight, you have more rice, more pasta, more bread, more. So actually increasing carbs is actually very helpful because they're more calorically dense. 
Um, your protein needs don't go up that much more. They do, but we tend to eat enough. I mean, unless you're purposely not eating protein, you're, you don't need that much more protein while you're lifting to be able to put on the muscle. You really need the energy to put on the muscle, and you need the stimulus of the exercise to put on the muscle. So, and depending, you don't have to, you know, it depends, again, is it, are you just like sort of a person exercising for health or wellness, or are you an athlete training for a purposeful goal? And that that's really what's going to determine how you train. Because if you're training for wellness, then you might not do quite as much cardio, right? You don't need to do an hour, do your 30 minutes to get in the benefit of the cardio, but we don't want to be burning too much more and focus right. on your strength training. So your, your training is going to shift. But Back to the food part, um, you know, vegetables. You don't want to fill up on vegetables, right? So you want to get enough to be healthy, but you're not trying to fill up on vegetables. You mm -hmm. don't want to have water or soup or salad at the beginning of the meal because that fills you up. So instead, you want the more calorically dense food first and then have your fluids and later it's foods. It's like opposite day. It's like blowing my mind. Right. So, okay. <laughs> um, how do you handle carbs, Faith? I mean, I think a lot of people think carbs is a bad word, but... It's not. I mean, I love carbs. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I do. No, I love because it gives right. me energy. Exactly. It gives me energy. I just don't. My intake is not that high of carbs, only because, again, what I was training for it's something totally different than a day to day. On the off season, my carb level is it's higher than it would be if I'm training to be on stage. Uh, all the numbers at that point, everything, it's, it's, it's very different. It's very different. And when you're training to be on stage, are, are you trying to, like when you're trying to put on muscle, do you use the scale as a tool or how are you measuring your, your progress? I do a 3D scan, which you stand on it and it just calculates everything for you Where to see. Where can you do that? I actually did it at my Culture Revolutionize in New Jersey. They do a 3D scan that you could just stand on it and it calculates everything for you to see how your body with what you're eating and your exercise, if everything is actually You mean biological working. impedance or? It's like a three, they call it a 3D scan. So does it give you like body fat? Does it give you what, what All measurements, your measurements is it giving it you? measurements. Okay, so everything. it's calculating your body measurements. Oh, yeah. Okay. And your weight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is a good tool? You know, if someone's trying to gain weight, but they're, they're also putting on muscle, which, you know, is heavier than fat. I mean, is the scale then the the best tool for that? A lot of people hate the scale. So, again, I, it, it so depends on what your goal is and where you're starting. So for many people who are underweight, they're actually at higher risk. Their immune system, their muscular, their, their bones, the muscular integrity. There's so much else going on. Like, it's different than trying to show, put on muscle. Like, you went above and beyond because you were showing yeah. Right? You're, it was mm -hmm. like, so that's different than somebody who's walking around underweight, who's just trying to put on some weight. And yes, it matters if it's muscle or fat, but really at that point, strength training, any like it, it depends where they're starting from. If they've been doing strength training or not, they're going to begin to see gains and their body will regulate it. So yes, body composition is is definitely better than the scale, but people can abuse body composition as well in terms of getting obsessed and overchecking. I mean, you're going to check every eight weeks or so. It's not daily. The scale is a tool, and it could be used or abused. It could be misused. It could be crazy making, and you know, micromanaging. Um, you know, women who get on the scale every day, who get on the scale multiple times in the day, and you know, they, you know, the joke is, you know, you see somebody get on the scale and they're taking off their earrings. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't really matter, right? That's not. 
go and like take off bracelets. Yeah. Right, and everything right. comes off socks. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and so so it's to see your trend and it's to get a sense if you're if you can't tune into your your own like if you if you felt great before you got on the scale and then you get on the scale and you feel horrible. Did you really change? Just is that number what determined your, you know, self-worth for the day or how you've been doing? If you stick to the process, whether that's for weight loss or weight gain, you know, you're eating, you know you have your certain goals of whether it's more vegetables or <laughs> more carbs or more protein or whatever it is, right? And you're sticking to the process and you're exercising appropriately, not too much, not too little, because it's not like about how much more time can I spend in the gym? It can be oh, it could it can become compulsive. Yeah. And that's not very healthy. So if your goal is for health and well-being, it's figuring out, you know, how do I exercise appropriately? How do I eat in a way that's not too much, not too little, and tuned in and tuned in and balanced? And then wherever my weight is, that's my realistic weight. Mm -hmm. Because there's an ideal weight, which is usually not a true weight. And then there's a realistic weight, which is the one that you can manage by eating well and exercising. So I, I want to touch on, on two things that you mentioned. So you talked about cardio. So mm-hmm. you might want to scale back on your cardio if you're trying to put weight on. But what about in the intensity? Do you also want to because you, we want the benefits of cardio, right? Cardio is good for you. So how do you how do you balance that? How do you make sure that you're doing what's good for your body, but you're not working okay. against your goals? Well, you have to fuel up for whatever it is. So, like, yes, I believe – I mean, if you're doing hit training, if you're doing high intensity, that's great. Um, it actually might even help to spur your appetite. So that's a good thing. You want to exercise and have your appetite working. We just don't want you to burn so much that you can't eat enough when you're somebody who, again, isn't that hungry so that you're burning more than you're going to eat. Right? We don't need to be burning more. It's not about – getting to the gym and burning more when you're trying to put on weight. But it's not about not exercising or not getting your cardio in enough to get the benefits. You definitely want to do that. You definitely want to go intense enough and enough, but just not more. Right. right? And or do, you, do you do cardio? How is cardio factor into your routine? I really don't do much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. If I do maybe 20 minutes, that's and enough for How me. often? Uh, maybe three times a week. Okay. So you're, yeah. And how, how much time do you spend on strength training? Strength training, I'll do about an hour. Because I normally break down my body parts when I do it, so I might do two body parts at a time. So, like, what are the? Out. What's your split generally? Like, what's a typical week like? Typical week, I would do chest and biceps. Uh, then it would be back and tries, and then I would do legs. Wait, so, so could ch- be... I'm trying to picture so chest and biceps. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. back and tr- triceps. Right. Okay. And then I would do legs. So I would do the glutes, and then I tackle my legs as well. So you're doing all these on different days? Different days, yes, different days. So okay. I, right now I work out three days a week. Mm-hmm. I cut my days shorter because when you hit in stage, you're actually working out five to six times a week, and it could be twice a day. So on the off-season, you know, I take a little more leisure time and uh, just to build a little bit more muscle. So I don't want to do too much cardio to burn a little bit of the muscle that I'm putting on. So I try to keep it a little bit more limited and just – just take an hour. Tense. Yeah, yeah. But again, the thing about that is you've built up and you're ready and you have the mindset and you can go more intense. So I don't right. want to intimidate those people who going more intense would mean they wouldn't do it. Right, absolutely. Right. Something's better than so, nothing. Right. For sure. There's a lot of different ways to do resistance training. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of different ways to still be healthy. And, and you know, so it's, it's uh, again, very different. It's very goal-driven. Right. Yep. And recognizing where you're starting and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of women in particular are very concerned that if they start lifting weights, they're going to get bulky. 
And you actually work very, very, very hard to build muscle. Mm -hmm. People think it's going to happen by accident. You pick up some three pound weights in a spin class and all of a sudden, you know, your arms are going to swell up. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about that, about about the fear that women have that they're going to get bulky and not look as feminine as they would like to if they start strength training? Well, we don't have testosterone like men do. So as much as weight that you would want to lift, and I lift very, very heavy. I mean, I could squat 150 pounds, 160 easy, but I'm feminine. So in order to get to that point, it's very, very hard naturally to do it. Yeah, we could get muscular in a lot of ways. And then when, when, you, when you take away a lot of the fat layers, the muscle pops even more. So it does show a little, you show more muscular than you would, but you would never naturally look like a man. But instead, when you do strength training, it's actually beautiful. You get those nice curves in your body. You get the nice tone, the muscle tones, the separations. So to look like, to look like a man, it's it, it naturally would not happen. It not like that. Be no, they should not be scared of it. You should embrace it and love it. The other thing that gets I hear, stronger. Yeah, strength, yeah, strength gonna, is very sexy. Strength. You know, yeah. stre- you know, strength is the new beautiful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else that I hear a lot that kind of drives me crazy is is when people talk about they want that long, lean muscle. And I have a friend who says, I've never seen a short, stubby muscle. Like, muscle is muscle, right? So you're either going to develop it. But, like, there's this idea that you can, like, stretch it and get, like, a different, like, a dancer's body. But, I mean, what is that? Is that is there any well, I mean, science to that? Well, women that are taller, obviously, the muscles are leaner and longer. Yeah, but that's genetic. There's, it's, right. genetic. <laughs> it's a genetic thing. But you I can't, will never be tall. Yeah, right. you can't, so that you, is a thing. There's a right. genetic potential. That's that real versus ideal. And mm-hmm. we were born with different fiber types, whether it's fiber type one or two, fast right. twitch, slow twitch. And then there's this crossover that you can train differently. So more power is usually tends to be somewhat more, uh, I'm going to say bulkier for lack, you know, mm-hmm. versus like endurance-based, which you see a runner's build versus mm-hmm. powerlifter build, right? right? Soccer, mm-hmm. the, the different sports tend to attract different types of body types. You have ectomorph, endomorph. So there's different body types. And when you train, those muscle fibers get activated. And so you're not going to, if you're a long lean, you're not going to become and you may not even be that good at a power sport unless you have a lot of crossover. And you, you can train to accentuate what you have or to try to pull in those crossovers. So, yes, training does matter. It does matter if you train more like a ballerina than if you train more like a power lifter. You are going to develop your muscles somewhat differently. But you're not going to genetically – like just because you train like a ballerina doesn't mean you're going to become five foot seven and long and lean. Like right. if there's a self-selection process of who goes into different – fields and sports based on where their where their genetic potential is. And it's important to remember that we we are individuals and yes. to look at ourselves as individuals. Yes. Yeah. And feminine doesn't come from whether we're muscular or not muscular. Right. Yes. But, you know, just to put that out there to women yeah. who are of course. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's not, um, so. the thing I want to touch on is fat. The idea of eating fat. So you could probably gain weight pretty easily if you drank Haagen-Dazs, you know, if you let it melt. I remember, I'm saying this for a reason. Jared Leto, um, the actor, he, he'd gained weight for a movie, and he right. said he did it by letting Haagen-Dazs pints melt and drinking them. Yum. Um, yeah, probably delicious. <laughs> but, I mean, it is 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 there, do you want to stick to certain guidelines to make sure mm-hmm. that you're gaining healthy weight, that you're not? Because you could eat a ton of ice cream and pizza and, and junk. Right. You could eat a lot of really high-calorie, high-fat things and put on weight. Is that a smart strategy? So, you know, I deal with a lot of athletes. And there are athletes who became 
exceptional with six packs eating can I uh, fast food. I was going to say some brand names too. <laughs> eating fast food all the time and junk food. And there are others who like their body is their temple and it's lean proteins and very nutrient-rich carbohydrates, all whole grains and fruits and vegetables. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not just externally how you look. Part of why we eat a certain way is also because it it's nourishing to our bodies, both at a cellular level, you know, all the way down to a cellular level in our, again, our immune system, cancer prevention and heart disease and all of that. So you, uh, this idea of like sort of healthy weight is um, not, not totally accurate because if he's exercising or his body potential is to get a six pack, he just needs those calories. He'll get there. But that doesn't mean that one, those are great practices, that those are the healthiest way for your insides or that once you've reached your goal weight, the patterns you were talking about, that you've created the tools that you have that help you maintain your weight loss all of these years um, matter. And so the way you put on weight is um, can help you in terms of maintaining or pulling back those practices, right? So, um, so clearly having, you know, Greek yogurt with nuts and granola and um, and a banana on it to get to 400 calories is different than um, having a donut. bag of a donut, right? But from a um, but from a calorie perspective, after you get to your base diet, like after you get your nutrients in, above that, like people villainize juice. But juice is a great way to get extra calories because you're getting that liquid, which doesn't, uh, which which would be not calories, the same volume and kind of fills you up. But now you get calories from it. Once you reach your goal weight, you can switch back to water. But it, but juice is a great way, or just caloric beverages, even if it's lemonade or you know, which really isn't so nutritious. It's really <laughs> soda um, without the you know, without, without the, the cola part. Right, yeah. So, but it but it is because. Again, it's not taking away from the volume that you're already doing. And since I get full quickly, now I can have that calories from liquid that I used to have from water, and it doesn't change. I can, you right? So, so you're just looking for different places to, to add you calories. You want to maximize your calories. Right. You don't want to have air puff cereal. You want to have a really dense cereal. You want to have, you know, dried fruits because you don't want all that volume mm-hmm. that it, that again, opposite. We don't want as more volumetric style eating for weight loss, which is a lot of water-rich foods that fills us up and can have a big volume. You want that opposite of that. Right. So you're looking for ways always to maximize. Can I saute my vegetables, not have them steamed because that's more calories? Can I add nuts, make it almondine because that's more calories? But it would get very, can, very tricky if you're in a household where others don't share your goal to gain weight, right? If you're if you're putting almonds on those green beans and your husband's like, I need to drop 10 pounds, so that's, you, a, that's a problem, right? So if you're the one serving, unless he's serving you, whichever way that goes, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you serve his, his without the almonds and then your portion you just put it on, right? Yeah. You want to give milk, you give milk and you want chocolate milk. You add the chocolate to yours and they get it without. Right. So you want croutons in your salad or you want a, you know, even a, just a heavier pour of that olive oil on it. You're going to dip your bread in olive oil or put avocado on it or put use some hummus on your sandwich and someone else might just, if they're cutting back, maybe they get just either a lesser portion or you're they're getting their lettuce and tomato and 
peppers without that extra spread. I mean, while so everyone at the table it. is looking at you, giving you like dagger <laughs> eyes <laughs> with your croutons and your bread and your big portions. Um, I want to talk quickly about maintenance. Um, so let's you get to the point you've been working to gain weight. Um, now, how do you maintain a healthy weight without going to the side that so many of us are familiar with where you now have gained too much? Well, hopefully, first of all, weight gain is really slow as well. You know, when we What's talk about What's a realistic, how, they say with weight loss, half a pound to two pounds a week is the, the kind of the healthy range. What do you think is, is a realistic goal for gain? I think it's a little slower than that. I think it depends where you're starting and how far away you are from eating. So slower even? So I have, I have clients who are underweight who are putting on a pound or two pounds a, a week, but that's not muscle, right? That's that's right. weight. Muscle gain is way slower than that. How how do you, how slow fast do you think? I'd say it, it's slow. Yeah. So what do you think is yeah. a realistic? Um, if someone wants to set a goal, a realistic goal that they can accomplish, you know, how long should they give themselves to see significant muscle gains? It varies for everybody, but the longer you. I would suggest, even if it's a year or more, just to see, because it does take time. Although but a you, year, people are like, oh, i got to do this I for know. a year before I see results. Like, I what? know. They'll see results quicker than yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you can see, but right. not the ultimate goal. It, right. It's, it's the really, same way with the weight loss. You it see really progress, but you're... Exactly. Yeah. It depends on your goal and how much muscle you really want to put on. But it takes time. Mm-hmm. Well, and the it more highly time. trained you are, right. then the slower the 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 gain, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're very far, like if you've never done anything, you're yeah. going to see quicker gains because there's... Oh, is that true? For, Does your body yeah. respond more quickly if it's something unfamiliar? Right. But but just because think of how close you are. If you're already trained and now you're trying to push, ascend, it. push it. Push it more. You're, you know, the, it's it's like you're anything. It's like the, Right. You're yeah. fine. It's like golf, right? right? You're just starting. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like continuing always to tweak it but it's so much smaller it takes so much you know refinement so Mm -hmm. it really does depend on where you're starting right and if you're someone with less body fat you're going to see those muscular gains more you're going to see them more yeah because they're not covered with body fat right Right, exactly because i'm certain i have a six-pack under here I just got it. Like but, I can't right, see right. it. But, but again, you know, there's a lot of under there. There's a lot of um, underweight obesity, if that makes sense. In our I've country. heard the term "tofi," thin on the outside, fat on the right. inside, with the and same health indicators. So it's very different, right? So that's somebody who doesn't need to change their weight, but they do need to change their body composition. They need to add muscle, um, and and. They will be healthier for that. They're, well, how do they're, you, you know, know? Because if you're walking around and you're teeny tiny, how do you right. know? Well, if that you're... is where you can um, get your body composition measured. That's where the scale isn't going to tell you what your body is made up of, right? That that weight isn't is deceitful in that way because your normal weight, but you're over fat. Okay, so what is the recommended range of body fat? For men, it's first of all, it's age related because we do know okay. as you get older, you tend to lose. Muscle, though we don't all buy into that, but it is true that we right, do. But babe, you have to fight you now. Forty, forty-one, and you said you're in the best shape of your life. Yeah, and you have two little kids, two little girls. But I wouldn't yeah. say forty. I'm you. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's still, but I'm still so inspiring. Working. I'm yeah. still working. Totally, but I love <laughs> I'm it. always working. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, fifteen percent for men, twenty, 20 um, between twenty and twenty-five percent for women. Fifteen percent is recommended for men. Age adjusted as you get older, that, that goes up to so twenty. Um, well, women tend to have ten percent more. We do okay, have so our, what's our, our range? because our our 
um, <laughs> right. hormones. Yeah. And uh, sorry, as you so get can older, can you repeat so the one for women? The range for women: twenty to twenty-five percent. Twenty to twenty-five percent. Right. And now, fat. athletic. You know, again, if we're talking about athletics, that changes everything. Like mm-hmm. there are men certainly who are eight percent if they're competitive, and depending on your team, your sport, your position, if you're a bodybuilder, wrestlers might get as low as 3%, but we don't expect people walking around. Like, again, I don't know who our audience is that you're talking to because they're going to feel... I mean, like, I suspect I that they're but, not hardcore athletes because I hear I hear know. from a lot of our listeners. I think that they're people like like us. Right. Yeah. I mean, not you because you're a competitive bodybuilder, but right. <laughs> some people right. like us. I think. <laughs> Where you know you want to do the right thing, you try hard, but you know you have a day job. You have, and, right. and, and, right. and your job is fitness. So I'm not yes. trying to discount yes. that. Yeah. But well, I think most of time. our listeners are you know right. they are people not who are pursuing those goals. Exactly, they're not they're not pursuing that professionally. Right. right. So they're going to probably look around 25, 20 to 25 percent for females. And, and how do you know your body fat? Because there so are you, these scales out there. Right. So there's bioelectrical impedance, which um, there's there's the calipers. Um, are those those things they used to pinch you with in yes. elementary school? I have PTSD oh, I from those things. I was a chubby <laughs> kid. I don't want to see one of those ever again in life. <laughs> um, and then there's DEXA, which most people aren't going to have access to. But if you are going for a bone density, if you're yeah. a little bit older and you're going to get your bone density measured, they can, that can also assess your body composition. Do you think the scales sure. that they sell in the store are those, um, and we're not criticizing any particular brand, yeah. but are they accurate? Are they reliable? I, I think there's a standard of error for all of them. I think mm-hmm. the uh, and also hydration will affect that. Okay. But I think that um, and I don't recommend doing that every day anyway. You don't need to know your body composition every day. Mm-hmm. So How if you often find do you a, measure yours? I do it maybe once a month. Not even. Okay. It really depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not going to see that much change. Yeah. But I think that you can. Um, but I think you're looking at where if it's the same method. You look at sort of just the trend. You don't have to worry about the number specifically. I think that you can go to a local gym. Many of them will have access to that. There are certain I – mean, I, I work at the Women's Sports Medicine Center at Hospital for Special Surgery, and we have a performance center. You can get measured there. Mm-hmm. So there are different – different locales where you probably can find out. A I did a story measured. where they put me in like the bod pod. Yeah. Like this that's thing that bio, displaces yeah. your air and everything. That's the so one. then what's the takeaway? And this, that's a good – that's a very valid – yeah, they said it was the best measurement because they're measuring air displacement and then they do your weight. And um, I did it for a story, though, so it's lucky because I didn't have to pay for it. Um, <laughs> right. Which is, you know, those things can be expensive. Yeah. Um, so what's the takeaway here? You're someone who wants to put on weight. You want to put on healthy weight. You mm-hmm. don't want to create bad habits that then are going to create a problem for you later down the road. What are kind of the, the big takeaways? What What should you start with? Um, like I'm, always, I'm very behavior modification focused, so I think you start with – Adding calories by adding good, healthy snacks. So you're just going to have whatever you do eat for a meal. You can eat it in a smaller amount, but in between. Okay, so add snacks. Add snacks. Um, have your low-calorie, high-water-volume high foods at the end of a meal. So you're, while you're most hungry, you're getting in your more dense foods. So you're having your protein and carbs in the beginning and your veggie, veggies and liquids toward the end of a meal. Okay. Uh, I would say that you're going to choose calorically dense foods. Okay. So go for nuts and um, those starchy carbs, add on, add on oils where you can. Again, you're always looking for ways to increase calories without volume. Increase calories without volume, right, because you're not used to eating that much. Right. And, and Faith, any parting, parting wisdom for people who want to add some muscle? Well, definitely. I mean, you, you definitely want to do some cardio and uh, definitely don't, don't be afraid of picking up weights. You're not going to look like a man. If anything, you're going to get stronger. 
and um, you'll you'll get a nice toned body. If a woman don't don't think you're gonna look like a man, it's not gonna happen. By going you, you really have to do weights if you want to put yes. on good muscle. You yes. can't. You don't just put on. You, you, you can't. You, you want to do cardio. strength training. Yeah. But again, you don't not to intimidate because what you do mm-hmm. is fantastic, wonderful. But you don't have to do bodybuilding to do resistance no, training. No, definitely and those not. Are very different yeah. things. Right. So you mm-hmm. can increase your strength, your functional strength. Mm-hmm. You know how you feel in the world. You can see good tone. Um, even if, you know, we we'll call it muscle and tone yeah. are really the same thing. Yeah, exactly. but, you know, so you yep. can have good tone. Mm-hmm. And um, by doing some strength training or resistance training, and there's right. a lot of different ways to do that. You never even have to pick up a weight if mm-hmm. you're intimidated by that, although there's no reason to be intimidated by that. Um, in I'm a order big to fan of like body weight stuff. You could do body yes. weight. Yeah. You could do yes. bands. Which is awesome. Do, it is great. Right? I'm still my, so one ways. of my big goals in life, I, I still, I don't know, maybe I'm not built for it. I want to do a mm-hmm. pull-up. I'm working on that. That's you a body. Weight. That's a body weight thing that yeah, to me but it is like impossible. It's like my Everest. <laughs> but it's, see, and, and for that, it's a body weight thing. But that's that really like it's a body weight thing. But it's also how your body weight's distributed. This right? is what I've been telling myself. God didn't make me with the composition to be able to do pull-ups. We'll see. You're gonna get there. Yeah, I'm you'll get there. I have faith. Yeah. Listen, guys, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. Faith, thank you. you know, you're a personal trainer. People can train with you if they're in the area, right? How can they find you? Well, they could find me on Instagram, Kirby Fit. And uh, also on Facebook, Kirby Fit. Okay, That's great. find me there. Yeah. All right. And Heidi Skolnick, thank you both. And guys, this topic came from a listener. So if you have topics, please hit me up at Mara Camp. Also send questions if you have questions because we're going to do a Q&A uh, episode soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at Mara Camp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can listen to motivated episodes three days early on the TuneIn app. New episodes will post on Fridays. Download TuneIn today and listen for free. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Schiavocampo. 